It's 8 a.m. It's 8 a.m. Good morning. Joe here. Jordan. Good morning, Jordan. <laughs> put you on the spot, didn't I? You put me on the spot. <laughs> I'm doing my best bane for uh, Jordan here. Uh, having done Comic-Con this past weekend, uh, Jordan's been uh, been hyped for me. He didn't go. I don't know. <laughs> so, Shifters, we have a near Comic-Con wrap-up episode it's, uh, I don't know how much of a, like, <laughs> I'm like, what do I have to say about Comic-Con, man? Was, I know, I know. Uh, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> we're saying this like we were on panels. And, yeah, like, I know, and I was right? like, And, like, I was there. Like, like I, we were getting inside scoops and anything. You know what? We'll be there at some, someday we'll be there. But. Someday San Diego Comic-Con. Oh, yeah, for sure. Maybe, I've always wanted to Maybe that, that uh, the. Is it the Kamikaze, the LA one? I think yeah, that one I don't care about as much. Uh, San Diego, I really want to do, and then there's like other things kind of around, like uh, Fantastic Fest stuff like that. But yeah, uh, I hear Philly's got a good one. Yeah, uh, my bro, my brother um, Mike, who hosted with you once before, I <laughs> co-hosted in my absence. He uh, he he worked the Philly one once. Like oh, he was wow. doing sound, and uh, he said it was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. And at the time, like, apparently, like, that one was, like, a little bit bigger than New York's. But, like, now New York's is yeah. gigantic. It's it's second only to San Diego. Yeah. Maybe one day I'll do Throne Con. Throne Con. <laughs> Dude, so many awesome Game of Thrones costumes this year. The best being... Uh, I showed Jordan. Maybe I'll put it up. Uh, actually, you know, I didn't put it up on the uh, 8 a.m. shift uh, Instagram, but I will so you shifters can see it. Um, it's a guy walking around with the, <laughs> the body of... Uh, if you uh, First off, spoiler warning here if you haven't uh, seen Game of Thrones, but um, it was uh, after the Red Wedding, and it's the guy walking around with Rob Stark's body with, with the wolf head on it. And, he, oh, yeah, and yeah. this guy was just going, he didn't make it. <laughs> the king of the law is <laughs> like best costume in Comic Con. Well, what about the Donald Trump P tape uh, costume? <laughs> that was great. That guy was running around in, everywhere, and people were just P tape, P tape, <laughs> P tape, so they could get a, a picture with him. And he was, I have to say, I have to commend that guy because, uh, and this is on our Instagram, a photo of the, uh, <laughs> the walking, talking Donald Trump P tape. But uh, he didn't talk. He was like a Disney. Like, if you have been to, like, Disney World or Disneyland, right, right, like, right. The, uh, the cast members in costume, they don't talk, right? Unless unless they don't have a fake head on, right? Like, right, if they're right. Cinderella or something, then they talk. Right. But, uh, so this guy was just like that. Like, you'd say stuff to him, and he'd, like, point at you and, <laughs> like, twirl his hands. I'm twirling my hands at Jordan right now. Um, so I, I commend him. The guy didn't talk the whole, at least, you know, every time I saw him at Comic-Con, he didn't talk. Uh, but yeah, no, it was fun, man. It was, um, we, my brother and I have gone, I want to say maybe six years now we've gone six, seven, six, six years, something like that. And it's always a blast, man. Like you, you go 
and I mean, it's not for everybody. Like, you know, it's not for everybody. The big Apple Comic Con. And that's the one that we actually have the highest chance of actually doing like a live podcast and doing whatever the hell. You want. Right, right, right. Because no one cares. <laughs> the Big Apple Comic Con is like a, it's like a legendary, like bad comic convention, supposedly. Right. Um, but I loved it when I was ten years old. I kid you not. That was the that, before the New York Comic Con was like a thing. Right. Big Apple Comic Con was. Was the I, I? It was known amongst a lot of circles, and they would always yeah. advertise in like Wizard Magazine. Right? Yeah, I see. I knew about it, but I'm not sure I ever went. I'm trying to remember if like Mike and I ever went at some. Oh, I met um, comic book artist Gil Kane there. Nice. I met William Tucci, who was a comic book creator. Um, he was known in the '90s for creating this comic book called She, which means death in Japanese. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a, the character was like this Japanese woman that. Uh, we'd go around with katana blades and, you know, I guess kill... Slice and dice. Yeah, slice people. and dice. Yeah. I mean, it's a very, like, archetypical, like, like 90s, cliche 90s comic right. book. But, I mean, at the time, like, I know a lot of, um, you know, I was reading a lot of Wizard Magazine. Right. So I was kind of excited to meet him. And he was kind of like a... Wizard Magazine, yeah. man. It's oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe this episode will be about Wizard Magazine. Oh, that'd, yeah. that'd be a good, like, way to really tie this all back in, because, my goodness, um... <laughs> It's funny because like New York Comic Con wasn't the first, but they were the ones that kind of improved the experience in a lot of ways, you right. know. Um, but yeah, like I remember meeting him. He's kind of like what you imagine is kind of like an inappropriate, not like not not, not in a, like a bad way, but just kind of like a guy's guy type of right, guy. Right, so right. you know, um, you know, you're ten years old, he might say some slick shit to you, and I do remember him signing the comic book, and it was really nice of him to do that. Um, I met Mirren. Kim, I'm hoping I'm saying her first name correctly. So, Marin Kim, she was the cover artist for the X-Files comic book series. Oh, nice. Right? And at the time, it was interesting because, you know, I was going, you know, I grew up in Flushing, and if you know anything about Flushing in the 90s, that's when it was a heavy Korean, Korean-American dominant, um, presence. Dominance. <laughs> Dominance. <laughs> <laughs> no, but they really ran, like, at, like, after, like, you know, after the Cantonese and Taiwanese, like, they ran... Flushing and like right. even now it's like mainlanders that run flushing, but um you still see from Union Street going down northern all the way to like uh, Little Neck, even in some ways Great Neck, and right. like uh, you see you still you still see a lot of Korean businesses and and the, the um it started primarily in Flushing and there was also you know like you know K Town West Thirty Second Street there was also um like Powell Park uh, Fort Lee like the Korean mm-hmm. five boroughs of of uh, New Jersey <laughs> right so at the time it was kind of inspirational to see like an Asian American woman uh like in that industry right and you know like being able to sign you know a comic book cover with her work on it right you know and that was that that meant a lot um and you know this is pre- I think this is this creates the word cosplay. I mean, I could be mistaken, but like you know, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how <laughs> how long cosplay's been around. Yeah, but you know, you saw people that would dress up. Um, sometimes they would have like uh, adult film actresses at these functions. Right. I'm talking about the Big Apple Comic Con for anyone that's just catching up. The Big Apple <laughs> Not Comic the Con. New York Comic Con, right? Um, and you know, it was like it was weird. It was exciting, and to be that age and to like see these things, I was I was like really. It was like you know, it was like kind of like. You know, it was different. Right. And I know my father probably, like, 
fucking hated being there. <laughs> <laughs> and it was that they would hold it at this church over by, by 57th Street, like yeah, not too far from John. Yeah, yeah, right. Not yeah. By, by um by John Jay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. See, I don't remember ever going to Big Apple Comic Con, but I did go to a, a like a. So, like, if you've ever been to. New York Comic Con, and I'm sure like San Diego similarly set up this way. There's a section of it called Artist Alley, right? And it's it's awesome, especially if you're like a real comic book fan because right, it's where right. all the artists right. are like just set up tables, set up. You can buy art from them, have them autograph art. You've got you've stuff you purchased from them. You know, even if you ne- didn't buy from them directly, right? Like if you had a comic book you held on for years and then like you come in and, you know, Cliff, Chris Claremont's there, you're like, oh shit, I could get Chris Claremont to sign my... Who, uh, who is this? Chris Claremont, man. Totally fucking with you, Joe. Oh, I was gonna kill you. I was about to be like, you yeah, better. Right, yeah, we, we, we had conversations know, about Chris Claremont Chris on Claremont. this show. Like, that's why I'm like... Uh, he's the guy. Who was at this year's, but he's usually, to be honest, I think he's been there almost every year I've gone, but the first time I've ever, so anyway, my point being, uh, there, there used to be, and I don't think it happens anymore, and I could be wrong, correct me if I'm wrong, anybody, um, there used to be another Comic-Con that, like, sort of let, uh, a, a little miniature, like, Comic-Con that was attached to New York Comic-Con that happened maybe a couple months before, and it was called, um, I'm blanking on the name. Basically, the company that Read Pop. So Read Pop is a company yeah, that yeah. like basically like facilitates yep. all the ticketing for yep. Comic Con. Read Pop had their own little mini Comic Con before Comic Con, a couple months yep. before, yep. and it was. Uh, it's basically like an artist alley, right? So it was at the Javits Center, but it was only in like one tiny like area of it, and it was like just an artist alley, and it was kind of like sad, like in comparison to New York Comic Con, but also like kind of cool because it was like for people who like are really like comic book fans. Yeah, it's probably more intimate. Right, right. Um, and I think that's the first time I ever met Chris Claremont was there, and he tends to be at like every New York Comic Con, but it's cool. Like I get to meet guys like uh, I met. Uh, at New York Comic Con, if you like, uh, probably like four years ago, like Frank Cho, who does like awesome. Uh, I think he was doing. Um, I could be wrong, but I think he was doing Wonder Woman at the time, and he was doing some really awesome work on that. Um, so yeah, that's always you know that that that's always like a re- one of my. Mike and I, like, one of our favorite parts of uh, New York Comic Con is Artist Alley. And this year, we actually, like, really did it up because we literally, like, did every row of Artist Alley. Like, sometimes we'll go, and because so much is going on at New York Comic Con, we'll, like, run and, like, try to find a couple of the artists we like and then, like, kind of walk it a little bit but not get to do it that much. But this year, Mike and I were, like, we're, we're walking the whole thing. So we did. Cause, so Artist Alley's, like, in... So, like, basically, New York Comic Con takes over the whole Javits Center. Javits Center. Yeah. And now they moved artists out. It used to be, like, on a side wing, which is a little bit smaller. Now they've moved it into, like, one of the base mini areas where they used to do panels, and it's much bigger. Uh, so they, they have tons of rows now. And uh, we met, uh, like, so what was cool this year is we met uh, Bob Camp, like, one of the co-creators of Ren and Stimpy, which is a show that, like, Mike and I used to watch all the time as kids. So it was, like, it was cool to, like, see that, to see him there this year. And I think that's the first time we've seen him there. And maybe he's been there before, but, like, because we never, like, walked it, like, just fully. We, I 
like overlooked him, but we got to see Bob Camp, which was cool. Um, yeah, just a bunch of artists like Chris Boschelo, which is uh, like a really one of my favorite like comic book artists for, of the last, I'd say like 15 years or so. Um, he's, he had a great run on um, Spider-Man and he had a great run on Ultimate X-Men where he did this like Ultimate War series with like the Avengers and X-Men. We're getting real nerdy right now. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, so and then uh, Francisco Francovia and that a great artist I love and actually, you know, I collect the posters. He's also yeah, yeah. a big poster artist. So Francovia does comic books but he also does uh, posters. Um, Alice Jang, which is a great poster artist, I love. She's usually there, and actually, I kind of got burned because she does has this amazing Lost in Translation print that, like, I've been trying to get my hands on. And I looked her up. She's always here. I look her up, and she wasn't on the list. So on Saturday, I mean on Friday, the first day we were there, I was like, oh, I guess Alice Jang's not here. I'm not gonna, I'm not, you know, I'm not gonna get to see her. And then Sunday comes around, and Mike and I decide to just walk the whole artist alley. And Alice Jane is there, and I'm like, do you have the tr- Lost in Translation print? And she's like, I had it yesterday. I sold out. I was like, oh, my God. If you, she just popped up on that stupid New York Comic Con app, I would have had this damn print. Right, right. Uh, anyway, man, I'm, I'm nerding out here. Uh, but if anywhere, it would be the 8 a.m. shift. Yeah, I, but, mean, uh, <laughs> I think I met uh, some, I think, like 10 years ago, I met Peter Laird, one of the co-creators of mm. the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Uh, it's funny because I know it's like Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird are the, uh, I hope I'm saying his last name right, Peter, Peter Laird. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. I know Kevin Eastman's like kind of like the rock star looking dude. Like right. I think he's the one. I think he does heavy metal magazine. I believe so. Or he's like right. associated with like adult film actresses. I don't know. <laughs> I, I could be mistaken. My apologies. But um, <laughs> just threw it all out yeah. there. But uh, that was pretty cool. And yeah, I actually bought uh, the original soundtrack for the the nineteen ninety Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. They so this. Uh, this uh, awesome LP company that I'll buy from sometimes. It's uh, they're called Waxwork Records, and I, I get I buy from them mainly because they have like artists commission like new covers for these LPs. And for Comic Con, they released uh, the 1990s Ninja Turtles movie soundtrack with an awesome like new like commissioned cover. So pick that up. <laughs> um, but now it's cool. Like so, we got to see. Um, but then it's so they did so they did something really cool this year and uh, maybe I'll put up a picture of this on Instagram too. It's not you know it's just not as interesting. That's why I didn't throw it up. But it, uh, in terms of like it's not like funny or anything like that. But they did these panels on the show floor, sci-fi, which I thought was awesome. Like that had never been done before, at least not to mine, not not since I've been going there. And so it's cool. So like we saw like the Battle Angel Alita, like. Um, cast like talking about the movie and then they i believe that's the movie with the uh the uncanny valley <laughs> <laughs> yes or, or uncanny valley going Ari, right yeah <laughs> uh, uh, the robert rodriguez mike and i were like is robert rodriguez up there like we were looking for uh he was not um but it was just cool to see and it like every day all day like they had like panel discussions not all of them were great but they were like on the show floor for like anybody to go so because they have the panels that are like you have to like sign up for in advance and they have all that stuff and i've done that before like mike and i did a walking dead one a few years ago 
and um, we met Robert Kirkman, which was oh, cool. Still- yeah, um, I had like some stupid picture like there with him, like, <laughs> but um, <laughs> and that's when the show was actually still like more tolerable. <laughs> As you say, like I took a stupid picture at Robert Kirkman. Like, did you have a sign that said it will never end? <laughs> <laughs> he actually ended the comic book. I and believe. I mean, you, you heard, but I heard like the recent season of uh, The Walking Dead had like half the viewership of it. No, of course. I mean, the show's gotten to a point where like it's the same thing, man, just over and over again. Yeah, I mean, first of all, when the show started, I was like barely in my mid twenties yet. You know I mean, <laughs> now I'm approaching my mid thirties. Right, right, right. right. Uh, the other thing too is that, listen, I've always been one that that if you create a show never be afraid to like do something to the main characters hbo right does this all the time right and we're not even talking about game of, i'm not even thinking game of thrones i'm talking about shows like like boardwalk empire right, we're right, like right. you know almost like a, a prestige drama that didn't quite get the fan base as game of thrones but had like a cult following right. and man some of the stuff they did in, in boardwalk empire i was like I, like there was nights where i had like my anxiety levels were like <laughs> <laughs> right, that's the way I was with Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah, I think with Game of Thrones is that you, is that um you always have friends that read the books that are gonna like mess it up for you. Yeah, like you the know? Red Wedding. Yeah, 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 <laughs> Sorry yeah, guys, right. if I did that earlier in this episode. Or even or and spoiler alert, or the thing with the um with Joffrey. <laughs> oh yeah, you know like, that didn't get ruined for me, but oh, I kind of felt it, like it was coming. No, my my cousin looks at me while we're eating one day. She's like, "You know what happens?" I was like, "No, I don't know what happens." And now that you said, "Now that I know," now that you said, "I know what happens," <laughs> I know I know what happens. Happen. <laughs> you know. Uh, uh, but yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so like um, with The Walking Dead, is that um, I feel like earlier on they were good at doing stuff like that, right? But once they started creating fan favorites, then they couldn't. They do couldn't it. do it, and they could have, but they just did it. Right, yeah. and you know, like I, I love Rick, you know, but I'm the first right. one to be like, if you killed him off in season, it would be huge. If you killed him instead of killing Glenn, oh man, your whole your whole perception of the show would be right. like. And the, the whole thing is this: in the comic books, Glenn got killed. So if you flipped it, yep. and you don't kill Glenn, how huge is that? If you yep. kill if Rick. Gets his pains, you know, <laughs> you know? like that would be crazy. And just think, in, a, in an alternate universe, we get um, Andrew Lincoln in "Sorry to Bother You" instead of Stephen um, <laughs> <laughs> Yoon. Instead of Stephen Yoon, that's funny. <laughs> think about it that way, folks. How crazy oh, would boy. that be? How nuts would that be? <laughs> He's know Stephen Yoon's also in some like horror movie coming out soon. That I was like, I'm just gonna start picturing Andrew Lincoln's face like wherever I see him. Yeah, if we think about it, as you think about it more. More. I think Steven Yoon was might have been the winner in this situation. Oh yeah, he, he's like I'm out. <laughs> you know it. <laughs> um, he was also in. Uh, he's in. Um, so he's in a, a, a Korean film that uh, he's like. Yeah, he's like the. I, I'm not gonna remember the name of it, but he's like the guy that the woman meets, but like he's kind of mysterious and like might have a bad background or something like that. I just want this guy in the Crazy Rich Asian sequel like Badly Man. Like I just want that. That's my dream. It's <laughs> my dream. Um, yeah, anyway, so like when, when at least when I when we when Mike and I met Robert Kirkman like the show was like still good and interesting. Yep. But, um, and I, I was a big fan of the comic at the time so um, to be honest and the, the comic was just always better than the show either way but I guess that that always happens for the most part um but yeah so they did these panels uh which was, I thought was really cool this year and unfortunately I didn't get like many inside scoops because 
we were like running around doing nerdy stuff but but uh, but um the the haunting of hill house like had a panel which is the new um show coming to netflix which i'm excited about it yeah. it's actually i think out on the 12th of october which is today <laughs> uh so i'm gonna be all over that but um it's uh it was cool because like the panel's talking about like and i, I didn't see much of this but I, I we didn't get to stay for the panel that much but like heard a little bit and they were just talking about like how the show sticks more to the book rather than like the um and and the the so like there were two films I think made of uh Haunting of Hill House right, one right. which is The Haunting which is awful in the 90s I remember being like hyped for that and then seeing it and wanting to like kill somebody and then there was one made in the 50s or 60s and they said that the show stays a lot closer to the book and that like 1950s 60s uh, movie which I thought which I thought is awesome but it's also supposed to be like super creepy and they showed some footage which I didn't get to see at the time um, but I heard right, right and it's supposed to be um, supposed to be like real creepy like like the costume design stuff like that right and it's also um, directed the show is directed by Mike Flanagan who's an awesome like horror film director he's done some really really like he did the sequel to Ouija which was Ouija uh, Origin Evil which is actually really good like it was like you can not believe that like this awful Ouija movie came out and then the sequel comes and it like is light years better so I'm looking for and he did he's done a lot for Netflix now like he did um, a couple of the Stephen King um, a- uh, adaptations for for Netflix, um, Gerald's Game, which was <laughs> good but rough. But anyway, so that was cool, and uh, you know, just a bunch of different costumes. Uh, which I, I'll, 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 I promise, shifters, I will put up a bunch of uh, photos. Not maybe not a bunch, but uh, I'll do one of those like scroller posts, right, and you right. can see a bunch of the costumes from um, from Comic Con. But uh, I feel like next year gonna try to maybe get some interviews there if I can and like really get some scoops or something I think it'll be cool but um yeah it was a good time at Comic-Con man no doubt so I guess that's our interesting uh (laughs) part nostalgic part contemporary (laughs) Comic-Con 2018 it was supposed to be a, a Comic-Con episode and it just turned into like a Big Apple Comic-Con. Yeah. <laughs> like what artist we like, why Walking Dead is uh, should be shut off now. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Anyway, guys. Uh, all right. All right shifters out. out. <laughs> It's 8 a.m.